you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for LAist's new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We are where we eat. We'll go behind the scenes of LA restaurants. The kickoff event is May 22nd. Tickets at LAist.com events. Studios. It's hot. It's 92 degrees right now in the middle of the day. From LA Studios, this is How to LA. Big lots, like acres. The show that explains this beautiful and complicated city. I'm Brian De Los Santos, and today... People really love to hit on the valley. Like, yeah. We know this. We're leaning heavy into that explore theme. I don't know when the horses got here, but... I'm assuming when people started moving here to grow olives, that's probably part of the plan. That's right. It's another neighborhood episode. This time, we're checking out Sailmar. There's bike lanes now, which I hadn't seen before. New housing. I wonder how that comes into play. Our very first episode from the 818. Sailmar kind of looks like a big old W on Google Maps, right on top of the northernmost tip of LA City. It's bordered on the north and east by the open wilderness of Angeles National Forest, the 5 Freeway to the west, and the rest of the San Fernando Valley to the south. Have you ever driven north on the 5 to leave LA and seen that big old thing that kind of looks like a giant water slide? Yep, that's Silmar. Okay, so get this. Silmar gets its name by smashing together the Latin words for sea and tree. It used to have the largest olive orchard anywhere in the world. It's also the historic gateway for LA's water. That giant water slide I mentioned earlier is actually the last leg of a giant aqueduct that runs hundreds of miles from the Eastern Sierras all the way down through Silmar and eventually to your kitchen sink. Today, we're checking out this neighborhood, its history, its urban legends. Even if they're real kids, I mean, ghost kids, real kids, whatever, (laughs) I'm gonna scream. And of course, we're gonna check out some food. I'm actually dripping pasta sauce all over my white t-shirt, so I'm a little, I'm a little mad at my wardrobe choice. Okay, we're starting where the neighborhood itself started. We're standing in the shade of Silmar's first olive trees, some of the last remnants of the world's biggest olive farm. But before we get there, let's go even further back for a second. Before Silmar became Silmar, the area was occupied by the Tataviem people. They lived here for some 1,500 years before the Spanish seized the area to build out their mission system in the 1700s. But the area stayed mostly rural for the next century, all the way up until folks planted these olive trees were standing under. In the 1890s, a man named Robert Whitney started pitching the world on Silmar soil. It was perfect for olives, he said. Over the next few decades, the olive orchard drew in thousands of workers from all over the world. Of course, these workers needed some more to survive than just olives. Silmar and nearby San Fernando started getting restaurants, schools, theaters, hospitals. The area was transitioning from agriculture to suburbia. In the post-World War II population boom, plus Angelino's newfound love for cars, meant that more and more people were moving away from the city center and into places like Silmar. 
In most of LA, we know this story as a story of white flight, but demographic data suggests that most of Silmar's early population was white. Instead, these new waves of people started bringing Latinos to the neighborhood, and eventually, we represented the largest percentage of Silmar's population. In February 1971, a 6.5 magnitude earthquake killed 58 people and caused 500 million in damage, one of the costliest natural disasters in LA's history. But Silmar rebounded and continued to grow. When the 118 and 210 freeways were built in the late 70s, things really jumped into turbo development mode. By 1990, Silmar was the fastest growing neighborhood in LA. It's one of the cheaper places to buy land, so a lot of people were able to afford single-family homes here. My family rode this wave too. My parents bought a home and moved here in 2005. And that rural feeling was still there, with dirt sidewalks, horses, and chickens. Honestly, that feeling is still here today. Even though most of the dirt sidewalks are paved, you feel it in the people here. That sort of small town vibe. Alright, so we're here at Caruso's, which has been around since 1972. I used to eat here with family or friends. Really nice memories. Um, it's in a strip mall in Foothill. Uh, it's a lot of traffic. It usually gets busy here on weekends, but I haven't been here since I was 20 years old. So it's been a while. I think they remodeled this place since I've been here. It's been a minute. Hi, how are you? Okay, neighborhood pro local. Brian De Los Santos, what do we order here? Producer Evan Jacoby. You know, I think I've only had pasta and pizza here before, so let's get wild and figure it out. I don't know, I'm not in a pizza mode, so maybe we try the pasta. We have a big menu, seafood, chicken, pizzas, pastas, subs, whatever you like. My favorite is the shrimp moñac. My name is Soledad Gonzalez and we're in Caruso's. maybe, who knows. There's nothing better for a 92 degree day than shrimp alfredo pasta. Hey, you got a point. I'm sorry I brought you here, but hey. We get super busy sometimes because we're the only restaurant open till 2 here. What time is the kitchen close? Um, about 1.30. We have live bands sometimes also. Friday and Saturday. Or karaoke. Karaoke. So we got to come back. So we got to come back at night now. I'm actually dripping in pasta sauce all over my white t-shirt, so I'm a little, I'm a little mad about my wardrobe choice. Okay, I need a second to digest all this food, so we're gonna take a quick break. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish, rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS for a morning of multilingual story times, interactive performances, art making, and lots of kid fun. Bring the whole fam and join us for a super fun Saturday at LAS in Pasadena on June 1st. Tickets at las.com slash events. See you there. And we're back, checking out the neighborhood of Silmar. And I gotta say, we'd be doing you a disservice if we didn't mention the hikes here. My friends would always 
make me tag along after the summer nights and just hang out. And actually, that was part of the routine here. But we're in the middle of a heat wave and your boy's in Converse. So we're not going to be hitting up the trails right now. But y'all should come and check it out. Instead, we're going to visit one of my favorite parks in the neighborhood. You know, now that I think about it, Somar has a bunch of things and I just realized it. It has a car museum, classics like Mustangs, Cadillacs, and there's a community college here that is great to go to get your associate's degree. You can get your general education classes. I took my classes there. It was convenient, you know, it was up the street. And there's obviously really good food around. We're now at El Carizo Park here in Silmar, a big park tucked away in the north end of Silmar. It's cute. They have barbecue pits, they have a baseball field, soccer. I used to run here when I was like 20 years old and, you know, just hang out in the grass. And if you live near the park, there's actually free movies on Thursday, Friday and Saturday at night from 6 to 10, running until August 5th. But, like many other neighborhoods in LA, Silmar's not really park rich. El Carrizo is really nice because it's huge, but it's one of the few parks here in Silmar. There's a park near the high school, there's a park on the other end of the neighborhood, but since Silmar is a pretty large area, I think just having one or two or three parks is not enough. Okay, so I could take you to where I grew up and my childhood home. Oh, we should do that. There's also train tracks. There's everything to do in Selmar. Anything you want. Tell me what you want, Evan. I will serve it to you on a platter. I would <laughs> I would like to see your child at home. Okay, cool. My family home is at the end, and then we can come back up. Yeah, back yeah, up. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right, we're going to make it right here. This is the corner that I would come and buy Subway if I was hungry, or I used to get my haircut in that corner there on Roxford and Glen Oaks, and... Oh, there's a boba time now? Oh my goodness. I wouldn't hate getting boba though. <laughs> I mean, we can go get boba. I do want to say that like, oh, this is LA. This is the LA I grew up with. I think when we see shows and films that present different types of LA, I hardly see, you know, things like this, kind of like more of a rural feel where there's sand, there's dirt. I mean, it's like classic San Fernando suburbia, right? Yeah. It's the valley. It's the A1A. H how do you describe that to somebody then who's never spent a good amount of time in the valley? I mean, you say, oh, I'm going to go hang out in the valley or, oh, I'm from the valley. And <laughs> people are like, roll your eyes at you before you even finish your sentence. There truly is a lot of hate to the valley. I just had a conversation with someone who's like, oh, I'm out in the valley for work. I'm like, cute. What part? They're like, I don't know. And I don't care. I'm like over the valley. And I'm like, why are you such a hater? And they were like, there's nothing to do here. It's hot. And I'm like, look, there's plenty to do. There's a lot of good food. There's things to explore here. And it just takes some time and getting used to. And yes, it's hot, but hey, we all got to deal with it. And so I don't know. I think the valley's charming. But that is like the nothing to do thing. It's like a sacred ethos to like the valley kid. Mm -hmm. And it's quiet it's slower it's very car heavy you know whatever but there's it's just kind of romanticized in a way yeah not everyone can be a city girl right oh and here comes my house my old house where is it where is it where is it where is it uh, oh oh it's right there right here it got painted but um yeah it's this wow 
Oh my god, I'm having all the feelings. This feels so weird. Um, so we're outside on my old house on Roxford Street. It's been painted. You uh, mentioned the paint a few times. Do oh. you not like the paint? <laughs> it just feels weird. It feels like it feels weird. So fun fact, um, the barn that my dad bought the house with is still there. Who knows? Maybe these folks have um they have horses or maybe they're just using it for storage. So I wonder if my neighbor who I went to high school with still lives in this house. Her name is Nicole. Oh, they do look. They do have um, horses on my other my other neighbor, old neighbor, still has horses. There's a horses truck there. So it's they painted the new house. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I can't see the backyard, but it's still the same structure. You know, I was in high school and then college, and the crash of 2009 uh, made us leave. So no, I'm, I'm wrong. We only lived there for about five years. So as we're visiting Somar, what feels different for you here? It's funny because it feels so different from where I and you live now, like in the heart of LA City, but it feels so similar to like where I grew up in the southern parts of the valley, also like hanging out in Northridge. And I don't know, that kind of, it's like, yes, it's super hot, but <laughs> yes, it's like you got to drive somewhere if you want to go somewhere. But there's like a certain I can do anything feeling where like I want to say it's like you could just go, you know, do donuts in the middle of the road at 2 a.m. And no one's going to mind because that's what I did when I was 16. Yeah. That's not the reason that I love it. But there's something in that spirit that I feel like is kind of unique there. Yeah, it's, a, it's a little freeing. I want to say that that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, I love it. Okay, last stop, it's Gravity Hill in, not necessarily Silmar, but it's Silmar adjacent, so we're going there. There's an urban legend that's been around for forever. If you come to Gravity Hill, there was a bus crash with kids in it, and they were buried in a cemetery near this crash site. So what you're supposed to do in order to kind of interact with these ghosts of theirs is you drive up this hill, you're supposed to come in at nighttime because that's when the children are out. You're taking me to little kids? I didn't sign up for this. Hey, if you want to experience Silmar, you got to do this with me. So you put your car at the bottom of the hill and you put it in neutral. Some people have said their car ends up being pushed up on the hill and they see little kids hand sprints all over the car once the car stops moving. All I'm saying is I better not see some kids on the street right now or I'm going to freak out. Even if they're real kids, I mean, ghost kids, real kids, whatever, I, <laughs> I'm going to scream. This is How to LA. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at elias.com slash how to LA. So then, neutral. Okay. We're going backwards. <laughs> We're going the wrong way. This episode was produced by Evan Jacoby. Our other producers are Megan Botel, Monica Bushman, and Victoria Alejandro. Let's try to give it one more go. Right there where those tire tracks are. Mm -hmm. Like right a little further. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, perfect, perfect. 
Yeah, this is not working. We're being pushed away from the cemetery. The kids don't like us. The kids are not out to play today, okay? They said no. We'll come back at night. We'll come, yeah, we'll do it at night. When it's Chris Farias handles our social media. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Elias Official. Erica Washington writes her newsletter. Our intern is Eden Tashoma. Hasmik Pagosian engineers the show. And Megan Larson is our executive producer. Signing off from Silmar, California. Brian De Los Santos. And producer Evan Jacoby. Bye. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.